the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, so Heidi, I took my grandson to the movie. He had a great time. He had a great time. We were um, we sat down. Movie came on. He was he was just enthralled with how big the screen is, and uh, I thought it was interesting. I went to uh, uh, Cabot VIP Cinema. They didn't have the uh, the sound blasting like they do in a lot of movies. So I guess they they understand the kids kind of freak out by that stuff. So they they turned they had that down a little bit, but what was really cool was that at the end of the movie, all the kids as the movie was ending, uh, in Paw Patrol, of course, when they're t- they get done doing their mission and they're successful, they start howling, you know, oh, you know how they do, and all the kids started howling with them. It was a lot. It was a lot of fun. I my son, uh, my grandson was uh, got crazy with it, and he he got up and was walking over to the other kids that were there and then they start howling together and i got a couple pictures which was was uh i'll hold those pretty close to me uh he had a great time and i was really happy he he ate himself full of, of uh popcorn had a soda you know <laughs> all the good things you do when you go uh, go to the movies and uh, he says when are we going again i said well i don't know next weekend we're not going to go because it's candy man and I don't think that movie That's is going. That movie is going to be for you, you know. So right. <laughs> we won't go see that one. I think maybe Transylvania Four. It's coming out pretty soon. Might go see that or that new uh, Adams Family cartoon that's going to come out. I think I might take him to see that. So anyway, we had a good time. That made my weekend just perfect. I had a great weekend. I miss we, kids just for yeah. doing that. You get to go do the fun things like yeah. the dinosaur. I'm probably screaming. The kids love it. The kids love this. Well, you ask you can, my my grandson's name is Eli, and you ask him anything about dinosaurs, he can answer your questions. It's kind of scary. My son was like that about dinosaurs too. He had a whole collection of dinosaurs and the Tyrannosaurus and the Tricopolis or yeah. whatever it was. To, this he weekend, he was he was evidently he had been watching. Uh, one of the Jurassic Park movies. Oh, goodness. And he, he was talking about the Spinosaurus. You remember <laughs> the big Spinosaurus in the, the, the movies? It's the one that has the big sail on its back, yeah. and it's got the long snout with all the snaggly teeth and everything. <laughs> now, my daughter says, Dad, next year the new uh, the new Jurassic Park comes out. And I said, yeah. She says, well, maybe Eli would like to go see it at the movies. And I said, we'll see. I said, there's a big difference watching Jurassic Park on a 45-inch <laughs> TV at home and seeing it on like a 
40 inch uh, pardon me a 40 face. foot yeah you know screen uh with uh you know dolby surround and everything i said i think maybe we'll just have to wait and see and i was talking yesterday also uh, you know as my grandkids get older as, as my kids got older then my grandkids get older uh, i like to take them places i like them to travel with me and uh, the next big thing is i think see eli turns five in february next year he'll be st- you know he'll be six then that's the way it goes right i went to high school one two three four five <laughs> six right okay yeah he'll be five. six same in indiana as it is in Arkansas. yeah huh? that's true they they still they're still counting the same way and anyway um i'm trying to figure out when he'll remember it best whether if you go at five if you remember as well as you do when you're six and seven we probably have more memory at six and seven yeah that's what i'm thinking i'm that's what i'm thinking so we're going to take him to disney world you know, oh, that's awesome for, for fun and uh, and do that i think here's what was cool heidi i said i was going to take him to disney world and my daughter went well what about me i know and, right and Don't i looked at go? her and i said how old are you and she says i'm 37 and i said pay your own way <laughs> <laughs> i haven't been there yet i missed the trip because i went to the family went in two situations and i went down to see one part of the family and everybody else went to disney world and I want to go so bad, just once. Yeah, Disney World's cool. I want to go back because now they got the whole Star Wars set up, and I want to see that. Don't they because, have the Joe Biden? Is oh yeah, they, they got they've the got the the, uh, anima, the animatronic right. uh, figure of him. They can't remember what it said. Right. I tell you something <laughs> that he enjoys if biden ever opens it back up again as blanchard springs caverns take him up in the caves up blanchard's the not open no 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 the federal government's got it shut down you're kidding me i don't me. know i think maybe they're afraid that's of one of the best kept secrets in arkansas it, it is it really is a best kept secret secret and the kids will remember it if you oh take yeah them, kids it's great never forget it so. is that where you can go find gems too gemstones no that's there? diamond state park that's down south i want to go so bad and do that i know there's some old mines that someone told me about that you can just walk up like about a mile and they've been shut down no, and you can find stuff you'll, you'll change your mind after you sit in that dirt and you get really really dirty that stuff don't come off i like fishing too so i mean i'm not i don't mind getting dirty okay well that's good yeah i got boots Just digging for diamonds has, has rooms as big as gymnasiums oh yeah of it. yeah it's amazing yeah it's yeah, a great yeah. it's it's really a great uh, cavern it's one of the better ones see and, and it's got a lot of flows and in other words they get stalactites coming down from the uh see the stalagmites and they got all they got all of that kind of stuff and they got a little bit of uh, theatrical lighting in it and stuff uh that's the difference we go between going to a cave like that and and though mammoth cave is very cool to go to uh it doesn't have all of those you know the curtains that have run down on the you know the uh, i don't know if it's uh lime or if that's sandstone or what but it, it they call them flows because it's yeah. water flowing from mm-hmm. the surface down and carrying all the minerals down into the cave and then they're all different colors and stuff it's gorgeous down there it's yeah. cool to you look need at to that. everybody yeah. needs to take their kids to that it's amazing how many people though can't tell their kid don't touch <laughs> you don't touch that stuff 
you'll stop it. Well, I used to whack them real good, and then I'd remember it. Can't yeah. do that anymore. Somebody reports you. Well, or your own kid. Yeah, report and yeah. <laughs> yeah my kid would never do that. <laughs> well, my kids wouldn't have done it either because yeah. after I broke three of their fingers. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. All right, people got. Some people just can't take a joke. You know what I'm saying? It Never bro- like broke your kid's humor. finger. You might break a toe once. And, no, didn't do that either. But the bottom line is, break your own you know, I made sure butt. when, you know, that was happening, I yank him away. There's a there's a really nice nerve right up in the shoulder. Yep. <laughs> pink, pink. <laughs> it lets them know, no, stop, don't yep. do that. And uh, it's so their anyway. attention. Yeah, it gets your it gets their attention for sure. Sometimes I think that they're so lost in kid land that they don't, you know, even if they know they're not supposed to touch it, they and you have to remind them. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you know? yeah, but the the oils on your hand and stuff will stop the formation of uh, what is it? You call them stalactites, the, the ones that come from the top because they're so tight to hook right. the ceiling. The mites are the ones growing from the bottom up, and uh, just really, really cool. I love caves. I really do. We I, had no, seven caves nice. in Ohio, and it was beautiful. So we used to take the kids to that all the time. Yeah. Serpent's Mound was right around there, too. It's cool so. in the summertime. Yeah. yeah. 65 degrees year-round. Got to love that. It's good in, the, good in the wintertime, good in the summertime. And the kids love an adventure. Yep. They I like do, it. too. I miss doing that with kids. That's why I said I, I would love to foster a teenager so I had an excuse to go do things again. Yeah, well, you sit there, you go in, and first thing you do is you sit in the little auditorium that they got set up there, and they talk about what's going on and kind of give, and how they how it formed and who found it and how they found it. I mean, it freaks me out that there's some people that they see a little itty tiny bitty hole, and they go belly down and start squirming their <laughs> way around, and then they come into a place that's really big you know i can't do that I, no i couldn't no. do that could you do that oh no no when i <laughs> when i was like first grade some of the kids crawled into uh about a 25 foot uh culvert and got stuck in school no yeah. lord and yeah the principal had to come and you know throw them a rope or try to drag them out but uh, i can't I'm, even imagine i do not do tight places Me do you either. remember this is a long time ago but that little kid that filled on that well and got oh, yeah. and got lost yeah, that was amazing they, they effort, worked to get him out yeah they I drilled remember. wells and yeah that was an amazing effort to get him out yeah it took him a while yeah yeah that one that's sad i can't imagine being five years oh, old and being stuck in a well where you're wedged in and you can't yeah. move and they got to go and your head down that's yeah. just terrible yeah. And they got to go away and get you. Yeah. All right. So what's going on in Afghanistan? Same old, same old. Hasn't changed, man. There's murder. They said now that there's, as far as the Afghani translators and all of that goes, there's at least twenty thousand people still in Afghanistan. Can't even get to the airport to Kabul. Uh, in the seven o'clock hour, Brant Smith will be here state representative he's going to join us in uh the uh the studio and we're going to be talking to him he's got a friend uh that is well connected over there and tell us a few of the horror stories that are going on not good over there just Brent's not good for a big office isn't he yeah he's running against uh, rick crawford yeah uh district uh, one and 
I'll I'll ask him about that too because to be honest, I don't particularly understand why he's running, but he'll give me reasons. I bet he'll tell you. Yeah. Oh, but Brant <laughs> Brant's not afraid to tell oh, me anything when he comes on my show. So he'll be he'll be joining us today, and we'll talk to him about that. But I really am having him on to talk about Afghanistan. I came across this. I forget who told me the information. Was it you that told me about Brant? No, he's got a friend I don't that told so. I forget I who it was that told me. But anyway, I called Brant and uh, or texted him. Said you want to come on, and he said, "Let me check my calendar." And he he hit me back. And he says, "Yeah, I can do that." So he'll be calling in uh, <coughs> Heidi a little after you, seven to come on in the studio. I guess Brant, you heard last uh, week that Biden did an executive order to keep Russia from sending seven six two by three nine rounds uh ammunition to america so russia can't send us cheap ammunition anymore so you know don't worry about being armed or having ammunition joe biden and the government's going to take care of you about like afghanistan yeah, yeah. there you got it you got that he's okay. arming our enemies and taking our guns all right simone's here oh how you doing you're doing good i'm doing well after okay. the car trip doing well we're going to talk to her a little bit today she was out and about meeting some people out on the campaign trail so we'll talk with her about that rd is here and uh, it's good to have him in paul is here. not here he sent me a text last night and said hey guys i had a i'm still i'm getting over a little bit of a head cold what do you think and i wrote to him one line stay home <laughs> don't even come here <laughs> no stay home all that would happen is that i'd have to waste all of my my uh stuff for hands because uh, i i would pour it on top of his head and, <laughs> and we would cover him with it and kill whatever germs was on him but the bottom line we just told him to stay home see that's what you need to do if you don't feel good stay home okay don't that's go what to, people don't need go to, to do work. with their children too yeah don't, yeah don't, don't send your kid to school because you don't want them to be home right <laughs> you stay home with them okay we appreciate that all right it's dave ellswick show let's take a quick break and we come back we got more to talk about. Don't forget about Cabot Emergency Hospital. Great place. 100% physician owned. You'll always get a board certified emergency physician. They're there 24-7, 365. On-site x-ray, CT scan, ultrasounds, and even an MRI. They have an on-site lab and pharmacy. Uh, you'll get there. They'll make sure they get you back to an examination room uh, as fast as possible. I think it was last weekend on uh, saturday night i was driving man they were busy and a lot of people stopping by uh but they'll see you and they'll get uh, you taken care of to figure out what the problem is if it's something they can design you know take care of they're going to take care of it if it's something they they take some lab work they decide that you really are having a heart attack they're going to put you on the gurney they're going to put you in the ambulance and they're going to bring you to little rock arkansas to a hospital so that a cardiologist can work directly with you but that's the way they do work at cabot emergency hospital they know your emergency matters they get you into examination room quick you're not going to wait an hour and a half to be seen by a physician that will happen i would say within the first 10 to 15 minutes so why wait your emergency is important get in there get seen get treated that is at cabot emergency hospital all right back Dave Ellswick Show, Monday edition, power panels here. We're one member short. Paul is under the weather. I told him, stay home. So he has done so. 
but rd hopper is here from sunny's auto salvage uh that is his business i have him on the show for that specific reason not to give you car information but to give you the information of how the you know different things that uh, the laws that are being passed here in the state laws passed uh, nationally and how it affects a small businessman simone is with us i have her on because she doesn't fit the average uh, republican so we like to have her on to get in and and and, and weigh in on it bring information. more people in yeah that's what uh, we need to do big tent we're yes, a big tent show that's what we are you, you want to be on this show you can be on this show a two three oh nine six five that's our phone number you can call in and uh, you can have your say if you want to talk about afghanistan feel free we'll we'll sit here and listen to what you have to say about that by the way i was watching i watch uh fox and news pre-show it's like a pre-game before fox and friends comes on oh right this morning yeah so i'm watching that did you see they had Governor Huckabee on. Did you see him today? Uh-uh. I was leaving just I as he was on. Show some this He's weekend. got a full beard. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. First time I see him with the full beard. I, yeah, is it good on him? Really? Is he trying to do Santa Claus for he his grandkids? Grizzly Adams. I don't know. <laughs> he said he was doing it Grizzly to irritate his Adams. wife. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, well, that Maybe he, he was bear. doing it to irritate his wife. Oh, was it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can understand. She's a good lady too. I've had her on many a time. She likes to hunt and fish, man. She can shoot the eyes out of a crow at 300 feet, probably. I've got a crossbow. I'm trying to learn how to use. My mom used to hunt and fish. Okay. I've got to get some starting darts, because if I kill something, I want to kill it. I don't want to just hurt it. Right. But I love doing um, all kinds of things with the skin and the hide and everything, so... Oh, so you know how to how to get the, all the fat and all that. Do you treat I'm working it? On do you treat it with the brain matter that I see on mountain well, men? Well, you rub it with that. Rub it with that. Now I haven't got to do that yet since I've been down here, but my uh, family all hunts, so there's tons of deer stuff. I just have to scrape everything off. And that's a lot of work. It's a mess. And you got to be very very careful because that hide suddenly loses any worth that it had if you having to pull a hole through it and it's so beautiful it's such you know people waste it and you know, there's so so much stuff you can do with a whole animal i need to get somebody to go out and hunt and get a doe and get enough you know hide that they can make me one of those davy crockett looking outfits <laughs> i think you could wear that instead of walking around and yeah. i like Looks that like stuff. john the baptist oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I i was uh in i'm in kind of enthused looking at the people like crockett and all of those guys i mean they they were frontiersmen real deal yeah they it were was real, real deal, deal. Yeah. you know they went to the alamo to fight yeah and uh, they were the real deal they weren't scared of anything well, imagine imagine just the contrast from the average person and a lot of those people were super young when they started doing all this you know and imagine the like 18 17 16 year old now you know doing that when they're offended by words and words are violence can you imagine them out with a deer or something i cannot imagine the cancel culture ever being in any time in our history in this country can you imagine some of those people being around during you know the the war for independence and in texas and the all survival that? of the fittest and they wouldn't God. last long yeah they wouldn't last no. long you're you're exactly right they would not last long at all 
you shouldn't say bad things like that. That well, they'd be having those. Have you have you been watching how they're change they're trying to change Texas history? Oh yeah, yeah. I read uh, a change history of the Alamo. Oh my God! Uh, the, the, yeah, I didn't hear that. Oh, it's, oh yeah. it's terrible what they're what they're saying. Here's what amazes me: <laughs> they're trying to say that that uh, Crockett uh, went up to uh, Santa Ana's men and gave himself up. And uh, but here's the problem: the only thing they base that on is the writing of one, one, let me repeat that, one Spanish soldier. And, and he said, yeah, we, we and some other uh, uh, what officers, he came up and, and gave himself up to us. I got to tell you what, you better have more things to, to, to back something up than one Mexican officer who had just massacred Right. You know, what, 300 people in a Spanish mission. All right, we got news, then we'll come back. I I just, R.D.'s face got red when I was talking about that. Uh, We'll come back, talk more about it here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you. What are you talking about, the general? So I hear you mumbling over there. Uh, O'Ark, Arkansas, which is up on a big mountain above Clarksville, kind of like Petty Jean almost. They have an O'Ark general store up there where they make hen made hamburgers hand patty amount patty amount and uh and make huge coconut and apple pies so you can drive up in the ozarks and enjoy the mulberry river and uh beautiful scenery and have a hamburger is that where you got that that, uh, that land of yours no i've got no we've got land right now up in uh up in lead hill area up on by bull shoals lake Oh, okay. right up on the Missouri border. I tried. Omaha. I tried reading about that area because I I've not been into that area, and I was looking for restaurants. So where's a good place to, to eat up there? Uh, there's an Italian. I'd have to I'd have to look it up. There's an Italian restaurant up there that's pretty close. It's basically Harrison is the closest place. Oh, okay. Harrison's only about twenty minutes from Lead Hill and branson's only 20 minutes no okay. and branson are there's plenty of good minutes. eating around those I areas harrison's really nice we actually were looking at property there to to move yeah. to yeah. would be one of the things my uh my niece lives up there with her husband and they like it up there but uh yeah i haven't and and they've been able to shake some of that real negativity about harrison here in the last few years oh, I've heard uh, for a while well, for a while it was not good up there i mean you'd come driving into town and they had billboards that uh, talked about white supremacy and stuff and uh, that's been cleaned up that's it's good devito's restaurant vito's yes yeah and uh, they have like one of the Corio- like one of the corionis yeah they have a, a t- they have a trout farm in an italian restaurant so they grow trout. they raise their own trout okay in wow. a stream and then they cook them in and the I restaurant need, yeah that's they, awesome so that's right good they they catch and release in hot oil. I say, I, I'm, I'm real big about that. I yeah. like to eat what I catch, and some people don't understand it. I mean, I understand if I pull a a little one that looks like a a little tiny minnow or something out, and I'm going to put him back in, let him grow up. But man, if he's ten, eleven inches long, yeah, yeah, he's good in my belly. You know, Filet kind of. A, <laughs> I'm going to eat him. That's what I'm going to do, and. The only thing I'd like you to do for me, please, is to 
you know, uh, gut him for me, uh, clean, yeah. him, clean him up a little bit, cut his head off and stuff. That's why I take a guide I when I go up yeah. on the spring or whatever. Love it up there. I take a machete. Yeah. Chop. Yeah. Yeah, it works. I I love watching the Mountain Men and then the other show, and I haven't. I don't know if it's still on anymore. But the Kilchers, the people that live up there in Alaska, and oh, the, and that one the one daughter-in-law likes to go fishing, and she'll bring up those big halibuts up. And I mean, some of those fish weigh 125 pounds. She's got that baseball bat, and she's just beating a little <laughs> tar out of it when they get it up in the boat, you know. And I know there's, I mean, look, you know a lot about your country when when you start a show, and it says that uh, you know you're either you know prey or a predator, you know, and man is not necessarily on the top of the food, uh, no, uh, you know, ladder as far as that's concerned, but it says viewers are cautioned that you know (laughs) you might actually see some animal blood or something cautionary yeah like you don't want them to be we don't want them to be shocked that they actually kill animals and consume them because they want i I don't get it i don't get that i are we are have we gotten that weak that we well if that's the case programming look if that's the case then how can you even watch television? I mean, seriously, how many murders are committed, fake murders in TV, in these crime dramas and stuff, and in the hospital dramas, and the fire station dramas? You get well, all look these at all the video killed. games that show all. Oh my the blood God! And no kid. Video games. Yeah, and yeah. Grand, stuff like that. Grand, uh, Grand Theft Auto or something. Oh my yeah, goodness! Yeah, there's people. Yeah. I mean. They're teaching the kids in the school that animals are people. Oh, I know that. They're the same thing. So so, uh, there is a difference. I think God, we don't mistreat animals, but uh, God put them here for our use. He didn't put us here for their use. They got it it backwards. What is it that they say? A rat is a pig is something is a human. I mean, they (laughs) they kind of just say you're an animal. I think you respect their life, and even when you hunt them, you're respecting them, you know, by eating them, not just leaving them there, you know, and leaving the bones and the waste and everything. So you use every part of it. I mean, that's the way nature is supposed to work. Well, here's what I do. I I go out hunting. Uh, I usually will fill about three or four tags of uh, dough because I like to eat dough, not uh, bucks, because bucks are kind of gamey as far as I think. And because they're full of hormones, they're all in heat. They're looking for females yeah. out there, and that makes the makes the meat not taste as good as a, a doe does. And uh, if I if I'm not going to use all the meat, I give it to hunters, you know, hunting for the uh, the hungry. Yeah, and it goes to food banks. That's what I do. I pay for the processing. I don't mind doing that. Who is it? The guy that Ted Nugent does that. Yeah, yeah, and good I think that's Ted. amazing. Good old Ted, the, man, the I mean, Motor City Madman. What now? It would help a lot of people, you know, if if you the hunters would give oh, their does. extra meat away too. I haven't folks. had them on recently, and I know they're still out there, but they could use your help. I mean, you can either donate the the extra deer, and, and, and they would really appreciate if you would pay for the processing or. Just throw up, you know, $125, $140 towards them and say, okay, use this money to process some deer. Right. And with prices going up on meat and everything no else kidding. right now, you know, that would be a great idea. No, they don't typically, 
excuse me, they don't typically get that that kind of protein. You know, lots they get lots of cereals and canned goods, and, and that makes sense yeah. because that's easy stuff you want. And it lasts. And then and you can store it. But as far as, uh, you know, wild game and things of that nature, uh, they got they got to zero in on hunters, and that's something that's slowly dying out in Arkansas is the whole hunting we always had deer meat in the freezer. I love deer meat. I I really the way I do my I don't like I don't have backstrap and steaks and all of that in my freezer. I have it all ground up. Right. I like it in my chili. I like it in my lasagna. Spaghetti. I like it in my spaghetti yeah. and and things of that nature. It's good. My kids have learned to like it as well because they got fed it. All right. So you get you get in tune with it. It doesn't seem like it's anything different. Nope. I had them. I go to the last buck, uh, the buck stops here, right over there, and uh, I, I guess they're in Sherwood now, since Sherwood took over Gravel Ridge. So uh, the buck stops here is where I take my uh, my deer to have them processed. They do a great job, and they throw a little bit of fat, beef fat, in there with it, so that the meat stays together a little bit better. Oh, okay. Because there's not that much fat in in venison it's really lean it's really yes. good for you if you want to if you want to eat like you're supposed to eat then eat deer meat because it's good for you yeah. it's good stuff for you. it really is you do much hunting anymore no i i don't do have the get, time get that much i go i've got to go duck hunting i'll trade car parts for duck hunting there my wife go. bought <laughs> me a couple of duck hunts but uh with the land up there i'm hoping to get to go uh this fall Okay, you, to our did you build your own blind for duck hunting on your land? No, no. I go duck hunting in Stuttgart. Oh, okay. You go down with <laughs> the yeah, flyway, huh? Sorry. Yeah. I, but, uh, yeah, I don't get to do much else, but uh, but hope to do some this year. I've got a couple of rifles ready, and uh, hopefully we'll get to do some duck hunting, some turkey hunting this year on our property up there. Man, like turkey hunting's tough to do now because they say you get a week. You know, just a week to go out turkey hunting. I remember when it used to be three, four weeks and not, not the way any, any longer. Plus, you got to be willing to put up with all the gnats and stuff to fly in your My face goodness. and all that while you're out there, you know, trying to get one of those gobblers. But I now, I have not eaten wild turkey, but I have been told that it makes domesticated turkey look ridiculously bland. Is that true? It's good. It's good. <laughs> it's a little tougher. I th- it's a little tougher, but it's it's good. Okay. It has flavor to it. I like gamey, wild animal taste. Well, I just heard that I turkey like is good. The wild turkeys are really good. You know, that yeah. was almost a national bird. <laughs> yes. Franklin wanted the turkey. He didn't want the eagle. Huh. They he, say if you use buttermilk, it helps. If you soak the bird. Well, they say that about everything. Right, right. You know, My you grandma lived by buttermilk. Taste yeah, throw, like it throw your... Throw your deer meat, put your venison in buttermilk, then take the gaminess out of it. Put it in about three seconds, and then put flour on it and pepper yeah. it, and put it in a skillet. Have you know? Have you noticed you can't <laughs> find buttermilk that much in stores anymore? I don't see it anywhere. It's I looked for it the other day because I like using buttermilk when I make pancakes. Yeah, good for oh, biscuits and pancakes. Yum, good for all I'm that. Telling stuff. you, that's good stuff. Like I tell everybody, I was raised in the north, but I was raised southern because <laughs> my dad was from and west virginia my mother was from kentucky and both my brothers were in kentucky 
I was the only member of my family that was born north of the Mason-Dixon. Well, you know, in the past, whenever things got, economy got slow in a certain area, everybody got in their car and went where the jobs were at. Right. They didn't sit in their town. They didn't sit in their town and wait for somebody to show up to take care of them. Nope. They got in their car and they went and looked for a job. That's what was so cool about cars at that time. Yeah. It gave you the ability to get out and travel right. and do your thing. I know that uh, dad said that a buddy of his called him that he had been working with at the Louisville Fire Department. Dad wanted out of the fire department because he, he, he said, I had seen too much death in World War II. I didn't want to see any more. And uh, the last thing that he had done as a fireman is that they had a big motel that burned downtown and they had to carry out the bodies, of course. And they had these rubber gloves that they had, and the skin was adhering to the rubber gloves. He says, I just, I said, I'm done with this. I can't take it anymore. And so his friend called him, and they, he said, Dave, you can come on up here, man. You'll work less, and you'll make more. That's, so that's all my dad had to hear. Yeah. And he went and started working at Inland Steel and uh, was there for 32 years. So he made a good, that's he good. didn't like it. Look, I went there to to make my money to go to college. I didn't like it. It was enough to convince me I didn't want to make my life in the in the steel mills. It's a lot better now than it used to be. It used to be really filthy in there. They've cleaned a lot of that up with the oxygen furnaces and things of that nature. But I'm going to tell you what, it was nasty in there. There's a reason they pay you to go to work. Yeah, it's a reason yes. that they, at that time, 1970, okay, 1971, the summer of 1971, I graduated in June. And uh, the next uh, week on that Monday, I was in the mill in the open hearth. The nastiest place you can be as far as I'm, unless you were in the, in the Coke plant. But I'm going to tell you what, it was dirty. It was hot. It was just it was just nasty they used to give you these wooden clogs that you wore around your shoes because what they did is they get ready to clean out one of the ovens and they would pour water on it for 24 hours and then they would send us in the laborers and we were making seven dollars and 35 cents an hour big money back in 71 and uh give you the steel bar and you had to knock out the asbestos bricks. The bricks were asbestos, and they had a metal collar around them, and they hooked, and then they would fix them up there, and then they'd fire it up, and that metal would melt, and it would seal uh, the uh, the furnace again. And uh, they, those things ran hot all the time. And you go in there, you went in for 10, and you came out for 10. Wow. In for 10, out for 10. And at the end of the day, by the time I got to the dressing room to change, I'd grab a quick shower, take a shower under Lake Michigan uh, uh, lake water <laughs> and uh, wash off the dirt. And uh, you could take your shirt and you could snap it and you see flakes of salt come off of your shirt. Oh, wow. You, man, I'm going to tell you. That's when they still gave you salt pills. They give you water and salt pills. I bet. I Just mean, like you earned it. Yeah, that's right. Just like football practice, only you got a only got a helmet of ice. Yeah, and some salt pills. Yeah. I don't know about you, but they didn't give us water. We got ice, maybe we, a handful of ice or a helmet if you was lucky. It, it probably was after I graduated that they started figuring out uh, it was not punishment to give you water. You know, I, they, <laughs> they had they'd make the big drinking fountain things where they had the 
the the plastic tubes and it would shoot the water out and you could go up and get a drink whenever you wanted to during that sh- during practice couldn't wow. do that when i was doing that oh, man no. you you if you did the play right you got to drink if you did the play <laughs> wrong go out and do the play yeah, again we were all doing nice <laughs> in august that's the way it works all right east end towing wants you to know they're ready to handle any situation you might run into no matter the situation east end towing can handle it they got the answers for you they belong to the arkansas tow and recovery board uh they are licensed and insured for tow operation and every one of their trucks is permitted to do that on the arkansas highway system they want you to know that they're ready to help you all you got to do is just give them a call that's 501-888-8849 that's 501-888-8849 put that number in your wallet put it in your purse so that you'll have it with you because it just makes sense to deal with people on a consistent basis because then you know exactly all the time what you're going to get that's east end towing well the national media is doing something right. Got a story here. Uh, multiple media companies have successfully evacuated journalists from Afghanistan, including Afghan freelance and interpreters. News outlets that have helped with evacuation efforts include Fox News, CNN, The New York Times, The Wall Street Journal, and The Washington Post. On reliable sources, Brian uh, Steltzer shared that CNN quietly helped 10 Afghan colleagues leave the country in the past few days. Many other newsrooms are working on the same thing. And this is from what I'm uh, hearing, uh, excruciating from the uh, uh, emotionally draining work, but is necessary work. From another story, Fox News Media said today that it successfully evacuated three Afghan nationals who have worked alongside its correspondents as uh, fixers and assistants throughout coverage over the years. I wonder what fixers means. Right. Uh, They also said they retrieved a colleague from a regional media company and the families of all of them. The uh, The affected includes producers, translators, drivers, and security personnel. A total of 24 people were re- rescued, according to uh, to Fox. So good good for them. That's, that's, that's the way you should do it. Right. You know, if those people have been helping you the whole time, you've been over in Afghanistan, you should do whatever is necessary to get them out of country. Yeah. Because I, I'm thinking at least 60% of Afghanis want to come to America now. <laughs> you think? I yeah. well, think so. Well, you know, America can't, you know, we Absorb. can't be the place for everybody in the world to come to. People are going to have to make a change in their own country if they want to live like America. Yes, we. I'd say we have a quota. We need to know how many people we can bring in, and we need to bring in as many people as we can uh without affecting our economy and doing it do it in a legal organized way and vent you know vet the people before they come but you know it can't be an escape you know we had to fight for what we've got if you want freedom in your country you need to fight for it in your country yeah a little bit different in this situation when you consider the first thing that the taliban did was take all the guns 
Well, the first thing we should have did is given everybody a gun. How long have we been there? Well, you can't, uh-huh. you can't do that, though. That's not the way our government works anymore. You know, they want to take them uh, off of uh, having to depend upon the Afghan government, uh, but they want them to be dependent on the American government. Well, hey, well, hey, we can't, we can't help them then. You know, we can't help weapons. them. You gotta, you gotta help people to be independent in whatever situation is, and it's up, and it's up to them to do it. Well, if but, you want a free country, then you're going to have to fight for it. See, I, I, I take exception when people start yelling. Well, they won't fight. Let me put it this way: the Americans, they taught them American war power and how we did it. All right, which is air support supporting ground support. And uh, we were teaching their pilots. However, on most cases when there were battles to be fought, it was American fighter uh, air power that was uh, helping the Afghanis. And they, uh, they, would, they would fight when they had air power. We pulled out. We shot up Belgram and then said, you're on your own. You don't do it that way. You don't make somebody dependent on you and then just pull out. No. And that's what happened. Well, that's the big we set up that we set up the way it is over there right now. And uh, I don't know what I would uh, done if I let's say I was a part of the American military, and the government said, you know what, we're not going to pay you guys. Uh, bottom line is this: if you uh, you're going to fight for us, and if you don't fight. We're going to kill you, and we're going to find every family member you have, and we're going to kill them as well. That's what's going on over there. That's exactly what those people were told. I don't know what I would have done, to be honest with that. Take your guns away from you and then say fight? Doesn't work so well. All right, let's take a break. Brent Smith's going to be with us in the uh, next hour, and we'll look forward to hear what he has to say. He's got a friend that uh, has shared some information with him about what the Taliban is up to away from Kabul, outside of what the cameras are showing to you on nightly news. It's not pretty. More is coming your way here on the Dave Ellswick Show. into the final hour of a monday show and uh, we're joined by state representative brant smith he is in the studio with us today that's him right there that, that that's the camera there brant that's on for facebook of course rd hopper is here simone is here and uh she works within the republican party of pulaski county and you're doing what again I'm the Armed Forces Committee Chair. Okay, you take care of the military veterans. people. Veterans, and the yeah, veterans I've got and stuff. a couple projects going on. 
Okay. So, trying to fundraise. For she it. also has her own gig, which is called Damsel in Defense. She sells items. You, you need to take a look at her catalog, Heidi. It's a pretty good catalog. <laughs> uh, for pepper spray and things of that nature. Gun guns, pepper spray, protective tools. She's Maybe. got she's got a pepper spray that when you disperse it, it turns on a GPS. And silent it, alarm. It, it identifies to what, five people? Yeah, you can send emergency message out to up to five different people and uh, let them know your location every three minutes. So, And you could even take the pepper spray out for a kid and just let them use a silent alarm. But at then before somebody knew that anyone was alerted, you might be able to find the child right. or even t- college girls. Or at least know where to start. Right, right. And you could follow it. And it has a passcode with it so that someone can't turn it off as well if they do find out. Which is I, was, I was watching Discovery the other night. I think it was 1985. Gacy, uh, what's his name in Florida? Um, the young guy. Oh. Um, uh, can't think of his name right now. Dahmer, the BTK, and one other serial killer were all active at the same time. That's just serial killers and the mafia <laughs> play to my dark side. I mean, I just want to—I I, want to understand what's going on in their heads. I, I guess with serial killers, nothing really right. goes on in their head except I got to kill. You know, they're kind of like the great white shark. Their, their, their claim to fame is they eat, and they eat. That's what they do, and they Speaks hunt. Speaks to their depravity. Yeah, absolutely. Or their mental illness, if they have a dog, Bundy is dog the telling them to Bundy. kill someone, yeah. their neighbors. Think about those five guys. Those five guys, the most prolific serial killers around. That one, the Green River Killer, BTK. killed 41 women uh, before he was caught. Isn't Bundy. Isn't that the same as BTK? Wasn't BTK? No, that's no, two separate ones? Yeah. Okay. Green River and and uh, BTK were two different guys. Amazing. BTK was creepy. Yeah, they all were creepy. Right, right. They're all creepy. All right, so I brought in Brant for a reason, and that is that he has uh, friends, and we're just going to keep it at that. That's about as clear as it will make it to you, who are located somewhere within Afghanistan and are keeping in touch with Brant and letting him know what's uh, going on. Now, he got my, it wasn't Brant got my attention. I'm trying, who was it that gave me this information that I ended up getting in touch with you? I don't know, I was on a text thread and uh All of a sudden sure. I popped up and you said, you want to come on, on the it. show? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's caught so. it. We, we have Brant on a lot. Whenever I'm doing my broadcast from the Capitol, he's always on. He'll be on at least once a week, maybe twice a week. Because he's, he's fighting for good things. But uh, the text that got my attention was, Dave, Taliban people are killing young people and they're wearing their severed heads on their their belts. Wow. Now, that got my attention real fast. People don't realize, do they, Brand, how terrible it really is over there? No, they don't. Um that's something that I've been acquainted with for years working in the uh, general region of the Middle East with uh, the insurgency in Iraq and also uh, being exposed to Muqtada al-Sadr and his 
al-Qaeda groups, and uh, they're vicious. Did you work with any t- with Con- uh, Colonel Conrad Reynolds at any time? Not to my knowledge. Not to your knowledge, yeah. I have him on. You know, he, he came on my show about four weeks before this happened, and he predicted it right down to the to to just in clarity he said here's what's going to happen and he was exactly right he was exactly right i mean you cannot train i don't care if you train a million troops if you make them dependent upon you and your air power and then you pull it away you're setting somebody up for failure and that's exactly that's exactly what happened because we found out that when they were fighting with our troops that over the last decade they'd lost over 60,000 men uh, in in head-to-head combat with the with the Taliban and al-Qaeda and al-Qaeda is still in Afghanistan aren't they Brent yes yeah they're reconstituting uh, if they ever went away they're going to be emboldened empowered uh, and the, the momentum is on their side thanks to the Biden administration's uh, gross negligence well a lot of these groups i mean isis and el shabaab and all the rest of them are looking at al-qaeda now and they are the group that defeated the united states of america that's that's how they see it well and you you've got to include the haqqani network and uh i mean we're we've opened a big can of worms with this lack of strategy and uh oh no wait no wait the president says we always knew it was going to be a mess over there when we pulled out chaos well i was one of the i was in one of the last groups that pulled out of iraq and we didn't have that i mean iraq is still a problem but we didn't have the chaos that we're now seeing in afghanistan so when you shut down the most secure airport in the world, yep. military airbase, Bagram, uh, this is what you get. Somebody should have been better briefed or at least believed the intel reports so that people would know and foresee or forecast this type of event. All right. With your, with your military background, with what you've done, uh, isn't it normal that when you're doing a uh, – you know, a, a drawdown that you get the civilians out first and then you get the military out? Well, yeah, you, you, you uh, <laughs> and what we're yeah. seeing is what happens when you don't. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It just amazed me when I heard they stopped, that they shut down Balgram before they got our well, people and if out. Well, you remember, we left in the middle of That's the night. That's what I was going to say. And when the Afghan military showed up for their jobs. Nobody was there. Yeah. It was vacant. Yeah, and, my, uh, my, that's what my my uh, uh, some people told me. My sources, I've got people that I know serve over there, and and they said that they showed up for chow duty, not the Americans, the, the the Afghans, and there was nobody there, nobody in the chow. Now let me tell you, there's one place where there's always people on a military base. Yeah, that's defect dining facility. That's right. Yeah. There's always American military there, and there was no. You know, you see the old westerns where the tumbleweed is, you know, rolling. That's <laughs> exactly. what they ran into. Yeah. That would be yeah. a bad feeling. We're on our own at this point, huh? 
to find that out. That well, yeah, right yeah, there. yeah, and and I think and the president of the country's you life. talk about that sinking feeling that you might get when you hear or see something. I'm sure they felt that way. It's like, what's going to happen next? Yeah, but they know what's going to happen next. Um, this friend of mine, I I have a couple of friends that are there, and uh, they sent me a text about trying to help get some medical personnel, civilians, out. But they were quite a distance from the airport. Yeah. And uh, yesterday morning, while I was sitting in church trying to concentrate on my pastor's message, uh, I get a text, and it said, "We, we were able to use private intelligence firms or companies to help route our people around the Taliban checkpoints to get them to the gate. All their paperwork is good. Everything that they were told, you have to have these documents to get inside the gate. They arrive at the gate under great stress and sure. uh, peril, peril to their lives and uh, only to find out that the rules changed. And so... My friend was telling me that these people uh, are now saying the rules don't just change daily, but they're changing hourly. And so, in essence, our people and these Afghans that served alongside our military, they're hostages in Afghanistan. And the Taliban knows it. Uh, Al-Qaeda knows it. The Haqqani Network, they know it. And they will use these people as either human shields or as leverage to get something else from the U.S. government. I just, it amazes me that our commander in chief and the people who work directly under him are all in contact with the Taliban. Yeah. And they're recruiting. Many times has to do with how many Americans or how many American people that's worked with America that they killed, so that improves their recruiting ability as sure. far as drawing people from other areas. I presented Is that not true. Yes, and I, I presented a briefing uh, years ago on uh, ISIS, and one of their recruiting slogans we usually say, "Hey, give it all you got. You only live once." They're right. recruiting. Uh, the slogan was, hey, you only die once. And they were recruiting suicide bombers to carry out their missions. But um, we're stuck. Yeah, when you're when you're stuck in a place, and I think President Trump said it adequately, I don't need to repeat it, about what kind of holes some of these places are. Death is far better than life, to be honest with you. I mean, it really is. Well, and it's over quick. I mean, if you're shot in the head or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, uh, it's over. All right, let's take a break. Brand Smith is here. He is a state representative. He, of course, has been a friend of the Dave Ellswick Show for quite some time. It's always great to have him on the air. Artie Hopper's here. Hey everybody! I'm looking at him. I'm getting. I want him to say something so you know that I'm not. It's not my invisible friend. Okay. Anyway, he, he's with us today, and and uh, Simone's with us as well. And we're talking 
about uh, Afghanistan right now. Can you take calls if somebody wants to call and just ask sure, questions? Sure. He's going to he'll be generic in his answers, but if you want to you want to ask a question, here's the time. 8230965. Don't forget about Pat Davis, your health plan man. He's willing to help you to learn how you can save 30 to 50% on your health insurance. Uh, if you're self-employed, you definitely need to talk to him because he knows the special things that you need so that you will be protected and your family members will be protected by having some decent health insurance. And uh, this is actual insurance. It's not a share plan. I want you to understand that as well. And you can choose any provider in the nation. You know, no co-pays. And uh, if there's any money left over, you get it, not the insurance company. Uh, You know all of those things that we've talked about over the years. Pat Davis has a way to get around all of those things. All you got to do is call him, 501-605-6935, or visit him online at Your Health Plan Man. That is one word, yourhealthplanman.com. All right, back with you. Brent Smith is our special guest during this hour of the Dave Ellswick Show. Also sitting here is uh, R.D. Hopper from uh, Sonny's. And then uh, to the far left, if you're watching on Facebook, that's Simone. She's with us as well today. And she works with the uh, GOP in Pulaski County with the veterans. So it's good to have her on again. She's going to join us about every two weeks uh, to, to bring us a... Uh, local perspective because i'm going to tell you what we need a much more vibrant strong uh, gop presence in pulaski county we need to get out and grow and uh, commit not commit but get two people and join them and there's so many people that want to do something we just need to reach out because people are ready to do something we got to get to the point where we have the we don't have the socialist county county of pulaski well yes. people ha- need to get involved the republican committees of their county they need to be right. involved and they need to elect people in their county that r- represent the values that they share in that county and, and you need to send them to the state meetings and the the counties need to run the politics of of the uh, platform and uh get involved so okay now everybody knows things. i live in lone oak okay i'm right. i'm a cabot resident. What you don't know is that Friday I'll be at the next Lone Oak GOP meeting and I invite you that if you live in the same area I do, that you will get involved. It's enough time to stop just talking, time to now uh, put on our, our working clothes and get out there and, and get it done. So Let your voice be heard. Well, our, RD's excited. Emails. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be coming <laughs> over there. Emails, phone calls, uh, get out and come to an event. Just go sit and watch the lawmakers legislate and let them know that, look, I'm eyeballing you. You're supposed to do your job. Hey, that works too, Simone. Yes, it does. <laughs> Yeah. It really worked the other, what was, how many weeks ago was it when you guys were all there, you and Dallas Green and everybody else was there, and they started, defi- they were de- de- they were talking about a bill, right? and they all held up their cell phones and were recording it, the, yeah. and well, that got their attention down in the well, I'll tell you that much. Everybody can do something to, to help. That's right. Now, the Lono County meeting is August, is tonight at 7 o'clock at the Cabot Library, it's tonight. Oh, there's one in, uh. 
what is it, Thursday I'm going to, and I can't remember, I think in Benton. But, uh, Tonight's a meeting? Yep, tonight. Wow, I got it. It's Friday. I'm glad you just mentioned that. Well, I just got an email from, I just got an email. So somebody tonight. was listening and said, what's else we talking about Friday? <laughs> no, I got this email this weekend. Okay, there you go. From the committee chair and it's it is tonight seven o'clock at the cabot library oh it's cabot okay so it's not even over the veteran center it's going to be over at the library okay i'll be seven o'clock seven i'll be o'clock. there they right. have one uh, at the axe throwing club the holla axe throwing club that's where one of the meetings are held uh, and one of the groups it's dallas's group i do believe so i'm gonna have to check that out because okay. i used to axe throw find out what's going on dallas will be on tomorrow all right she'll join me tomorrow along She's with awesome. heather uh beach and elizabeth sotolaro they'll all be on it's our tuesday power panel got another power panel Dallas, she's everywhere yeah all the time she's yeah burning the road up like i am she's kind of like the, the tooth fairy you remember the tooth fairy he's everywhere he's everywhere anyway <laughs> yeah i love that i don't know if i, I don't I'm think at. you're old enough to remember the tooth fairy on the radio are you there Artie? on the radio no, yeah. no no i don't remember that brant is because were you overseas at that time what year no uh, we, we're talking anytime between uh 63 and no, uh no i'm 80 not that old dave come on okay <laughs> well 80 i'm 62 something. okay i'm 68 so anyway the tooth fairy was a great radio yeah uh they had that and then omega flats those two great radio kind of uh, productions all right let's go back and you you, you were talking specifically uh, about afghanistan they were trying to get some people out uh that were medical uh, people they got to uh kabul they got there and then they got to the gate and was it an was it american people or was it taliban people that were checking their papers well the taliban checks these documents as well but and it doesn't mean they're going to respect no, them no that's and and see that's why people are so afraid if they show their papers that they've and what they've been doing uh-huh they put themselves in greater risk of losing their life and so i don't even think these people got to the americans okay they were halted because right now we're, we're being told that there's uh, approximately six different rings of taliban checkpoints around the airport and it's a small this this marine that i know he said brant the airport is small he said i don't know what size the uh, little regional airport is up in jonesboro but it's probably better and he was talking about uh i don't think we are that large but he was saying that the runway is only about eight thousand feet and it's a single runway the other at bagram air base we had two ten thousand yes foot you know runways and so now and, and he said totally able to to land and just line up planes and uh now they're just stuck i mean you talk about a traffic jam on the bridge, the Mississippi... Uh, okay, we'll hold you. Okay. We'll talk about it when we come back. Here's Bill O'Reilly. want to remind you that you got questions about filing for Social Security. You can get the answers in a simple, easy-to-understand booklet called Your Guide to Social Security. 
comes in from David Lucas Financial in North Little Rock. It's 27 pages long. It outlines what you need to know, and it can help you get even more income when you file for Social Security. If you're within five years of filing, uh, get this free booklet now by calling 501-222-3315. And as a bonus, you're going to receive a free customized Social Security analysis that's going to pinpoint the optimal time to wring every nickel out of your benefits. Pick up the phone. Call now, 501-222-3315. That's 501-222-3315. Back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show, Monday morning, 25 minutes till 8. And uh, it's going to be a nice day today, but it's going to be kind of brutally hot later on. The uh, heat indices is going to be around 107 to 110 degrees. Keep that in mind. Uh, dress, you know, with uh, light clothing and keep yourself hydrated so you don't, you know, fall out and, uh, you know, have heat stroke or something like that. Keep your... Keep your radio tuned here to uh, 101.1 FM, The Answer, and we'll keep you up to date on what the weather conditions are. All right, let's get back to, uh, in the studio. Brant Smith is with us. He's state representative up in the Jonesboro area. You know, we get good politicians from the Jonesboro uh, area. You got you got the, the state rep here, Brant uh, Smith. You've got, of course, Dan Sullivan on the Senate side. You guys are fighting hard up in that area. It's it's uphill every day, but we are fighters, and uh, we have put the the constituents in our district first. And uh, even with unpopular decisions that we make or bills that we we sponsor and, and present to the legislature, uh, we hang tough. I tell people I'm hanging in there like a hair in a biscuit. Oh, <laughs> That's disgusting. It is, isn't it? Well, <laughs> I've been called tough, disgusting though. too. I've been called disgusting from well, the left and oh, yeah. the Democrats. So yeah, yeah, you've been it's under badge attack. Of honor. You've been under attack for a lot of time now, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And well, that I mean, excuse me, Art, but I will tell you, I asked for this job. I didn't fully understand everything that I would experience, but I've. I've been being prepared for this job all of my working career. And so I'm not a complainer. I just get myself busy and I stay busy until I've either lost and there's no recourse or I just uh, keep pushing ahead. Now, you've done a good job. We've enjoyed always having you on. Now, you're running for a new job, are you not? I am. I'm running for the... uh, a seat in Congress, uh, first congressional district, which stretches all the way up north of Corning, Arkansas, all the way down south to the border with Louisiana. You kind of, kind of have the whole east uh, side of the state, right, right? Right, right. Follows the Mississippi River all the way down. So you're going to be, a, you're going to have a lot of people that are farmers and and cattlemen and and things of that nature in your district. What right. what are some of the things that they're telling you they they need done? Well, they they're telling me that they want a congressman that will at least come and ask them what do you need? What are you not getting 
uh, and accessibility. In many of those locations, I've been out on the road this last couple of weeks, people are telling me, I haven't seen my congressman in a long time. We thought he would be more proactive, more more busy on our behalf, mm-hmm. but we feel let down. And after about 45 minutes to an hour of informal talks, people have said to me, Brent, you've got our prayers, you've got our votes, and you've got our money. And it's going to take all of that to get me where I need to be. What are you thinking the cost is to run for a congressional seat? Well, to do it right, uh, probably right at $200,000. Okay. I've heard higher figures, but if you're a fiscal conservative <laughs> and you're strategic about where you put your dollars, and, and they're not my dollars. These are donations. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take great care to maximize my effort to get the message out. If I can get the message out, I think we're going to do really well. Okay. So you got your filing fee all ready to go. We're not there yet. This is all brand new. I have carryover funds, but they're low because we're just now starting. Uh, We're registering with the FEC so we can begin to do uh, fundraising, and uh, we're just about ready to pull the trigger on that and kick it off. There's a lot more to a campaign than a lot of people know. There is. There? there is. And, uh, you know, if, if, if our current, if the incumbent was doing what I thought he should be doing and what some of these farmers you mentioned and ranchers, mm-hmm. as well as just average constituents, that all of a sudden they really do care what happens in D.C., I wouldn't be running for this position, but... It's just time he's been there over 10 years, uh, and I think once you're there that long, you settle in and you begin to navigate differently, and, uh, Pickle. you know, you've just got to ramp it up. Oh, did you say so? I said turn into a pickle. A pickle? A, well, yeah, you sit somewhere should, for a while. Yeah. <laughs> there should be term limits at the federal government. There's no, there's no doubt. The elections are a form of term limits, but... Uh, it wasn't meant to be a lifetime position. Well, yeah. and you think about it. I ran initially back in 2014 and was elected with the idea that I support term limits. I've served four terms now in the House over here at the Capitol. The best thing I can do is fulfill that promise and step back. And I've done it early enough where our Craighead County Republican Committee can begin to really do a deep dive and vet some of the candidates that are popping up saying, I might want to run for that seat. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's not my seat. It's the people's seat. And uh, I'm going to be involved if they ask me. But I trust our county committee to do the best possible job finding a candidate. Um, They want another conservative. And uh, I'm going to encourage that. What was the final straw that kind of broke the camel's back, and you said, if not somebody else, it'd be me. It happened during the special session, Dave. The legislature, House and Senate, passed a bill, no mask mandates. Mm -hmm. We took that authority away from the governor to some extent. 
So we're called back in for a special session only to be told, hey, you need to repeal that law and give me my power back to declare an emergency and put people back in masks. Well, during that session, which was a waste of money, because what did we really accomplish? Well, nothing. Nothing. You came out status quo. Yes. And I just... That was the moment when I thought, I've done all I can do here. Why are we rehashing the decision that we made, overwhelmingly supported by both ends of the Capitol? We don't even need to be discussing this. And so what happens now, declare a medical emergency, get the courts involved, and puts us back in a mask. And I just said, if I'm going to help my state— if I'm going to help our nation, I've got to do it from D.C. And uh, I text five or six people on our county committee on that Thursday, two weeks ago on a Thursday, told them what I was going to do. One of my people I didn't anticipate would tip off the incumbent <clears throat> text uh, Rick, and he called me. Oh, he was hopping mad. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I had to hang up on him. He was that mad? Oh, he was. Every call I've gotten from him in the last four to five years, and there have only been about four or five, he's been angry every time. So this time, I just thought, I'm not going to put up with this. If this is your true nature, I'm done. I hung up on him. He called me, tried to dial my number back. I just declined it. So then he started texting me. just ranting and raving and i said look if you will be decent i'll talk to you it's not personal yes it is you're trying to steal my job and i told him i said hey the last time i looked that seat belongs to the people of first congressional district and you're occupying it but we're all expendable so he texted me back and said game on I can show you the text if you want to see it, but I'm telling you, I'm just going to go after his record, and uh, we'll see what happens, but I need the people to support me if they want to replace the incumbent, and uh, primaries are not always good, but I think they can be, especially when people are ready for change, and they're not getting what they want out of their current representative. Amen. So I'm here. That's the only way you can get some politicians' attention sometimes. That's well, you the only know, way you can get them. <laughs> just like in the Old Testament, Lord, here am I, send me. Right. <laughs> That's what I said, God. You didn't tell me I'd win, but you gave me a heart to run. So I'm I'm running. Uh-huh. Something good will come out of it either way. I and you know, and I do um something good will come out of it. We need to primary some of these people because they're not working for us anymore. They're working for them. Somehow they've just fell into the mush of politics and forgotten who they represent. That's right, Simone, and I often hear this. Well, you just don't know how things work. <laughs> yeah. I've been in the you Arkansas learned State House. You've been over terms. there. You but learned I'm, it. I'm better prepared, I think. Because of my overseas experience living in China, in Baghdad, in uh, uh, Burma, understand international issues in six and a half years in Taiwan with the threat, constant threat of the mainland Chinese army 
coming across that 90-mile Taiwan Strait. Mm-hmm. So I may be better equipped to deal with those hard issues than uh, a guy that had a radio program and a band musician. So if he can learn it, I can start quicker. Well, you find many times when you get involved in state politics and you go to the Capitol and the corporatism sets in and the insurance companies and the lobbyists come up against you because you're a fiscal conservative and you go to Washington, many times you find the same people in Washington as you were fighting in the state when it comes to taking care of stuff. So the state in Washington is not so different politics. It works very much in the same way. And you have to be an upsetter to upset status quo to get anything done. Well, you're right about that. And uh, you recall the medical act that Senator Hammer and I got through the House and Senate on the right of conscience for our medical workers. If they didn't want to perform certain surgical procedures, they could step back. Right. And someone else could fill in for them if they had a reasonable objection, you know, a religious objection. I had DHS folks here in Little Rock come to me and say, hey, uh, we think we can support the bill, but we need a waiver. And they explained the waiver and who it was for. And I said, that's crazy. That's the worst idea I've ever heard in my life. No. And they looked at me and said, are you serious? They're not used to being pushed back. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. And I just said, no, I'm not going to do it. As a matter of fact, some of them are still trying to have us revise that law. And uh, both Hammer and I have said, no way. Everybody has a conscience. All right. Let's take a break, and we'll come back and finish up uh, what's going on uh, here in the state and nationally on the Dave Ellswick Show. And uh, my next question for Brant, let him know what's coming up, is that uh, I want to know what it is that – congressman uh, crawford has not done or has done that really irritated you all right we'll talk about it when we come back here on the dave ellswick show pi roofing they want you to know that they are looking forward uh to helping you with your roof keep it in a good shape uh they'll come out to your house they'll walk on your roof they'll look at it they'll tell you yay or nay yeah that part of the roof needs to be replaced or the whole roof needs to be replaced, and they'll work with your insurance, uh, you know, policy and the people, the people that come out there and look at the roof as well and explain their decision. And uh, typically, you end up just paying your uh, deductible. That's uh, PI Roofing. They are uh, open for your business at seven zero seven thirty five fifty one. That's their number seven zero seven thirty five fifty one. PIRoofing.com on the internet. Just let you know, these are the people that I've used in the 18 years that I've owned my home in Cabot. They do the job and they do it right. That's PIRoofing.com. All right, back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show, seven minutes until eight o'clock. And our guest uh, today is uh, Brent Smith, who is a state uh, congressman from a House member from up in uh, the Jonesboro area, and we've been talking uh, earlier with him. If you haven't heard it, you can go back and, and listen to it on Facebook because we'll, we'll post it for you, and you can listen to some of the things that he's hearing out of Afghanistan because he knows 
people that are over there right now. He's not going to name names. He's not going to name providences or any of that. Uh, we keep all that stuff close to the vest. But uh, he's just letting you know that there's things that are happening over in that part of the world uh, that is not good. And perhaps our president should be uh, ashamed about what's happening because he predicated a, a lot of that. All right. So I promised everybody I'd ask the question. So let me ask it. What's got you ticked off about Crawford that you want to run? Well, I didn't realize that I was ticked off. Okay. Until I got the uh, nasty phone call. And then I thought, well, that just energized me. I'm going to run. But he's not accessible to the people. 39 miles from my house. Recently, I went to a county meeting. One of the members there said, you know what? If he walked in, I don't think I could pick him out of the crowd. Now, Rick lives one mile from me. So he would have had a 40-mile drive. Okay. But he, I don't think he's been to a Craighead County Republican Committee meeting in a long time. If, if he's center front and center on stage with his band or it's his chili suppers and stuff like that he'll show up but he just people want relationships and i give people my personal cell number i'm out and sometimes it's annoying if i get a phone call at 12 o'clock at night but i take the call or i call them back in the morning uh, I was online this morning at 5 a.m., 5, 10 a.m., taking care of people. They texted me or, or emailed me late last night. But people, I, I'm ticked off that we don't have the representation that I feel like we deserve. Well, I can say this. He's the only congressman here in Arkansas. I do not believe he's been on my show once. And I've asked him to come on my show yeah. many a time. Yeah. And he hasn't. I still think he's got heartburn because when he first decided to run, I supported Priscilla. And uh, he got irritated with that. So I guess maybe he thinks he's See, punishing me. Dave, if you're in politics, you simply don't have the luxury to hold a grudge. Mm-mm. I've lost bills on the House floor. You've know, you know that. Yeah. yeah. I turn right around. And I keep smiling. I keep shaking hands because I know I'm going to go back before that committee with a different bill. And I'm going to need that support. guy's vote or that lady's vote. That's so exactly right. If you disenfranchise yourself or marginalize yourself, how effective can you be? Well, what irritates me about it is that I've got a large listening audience in Lone Oak County. And uh, that's his county. I know, because I live in that county, and he's my representative. Well, if your listeners will help me, that'll be Brant's County. And uh, <laughs> I'll be attending those uh, county meetings uh, with great frequency. Okay. And uh, I've been reaching out to the county chairs, and uh, I, uh, a large por- portion of those people have reached back to me and said, well, here's what we've got. You can come on these dates. Just choose. And uh, we're putting everything on the calendar. And uh, I'm just so grateful to Biden right now for almost $3 a gallon gas (laughs) while I'm running this campaign. 
it just stretches me every time I fill up my truck. Yeah. 80 bucks, 70 bucks. So. And it probably Russian gasoline. Oh, please. Go there. <laughs> Make you feel good. We don't uh, need to hear that. We were energy independent yeah, under we Trump. Were. Yeah, we were. But that's not important anymore. We'll buy our gasoline from Russia now. And OPEC. Yeah, but we OPEC. can't buy our AK-47 there. No. <laughs> yeah, they used to give out S&H green stamps. Now they'll give you AK-47 rounds and a, and a, <laughs> a rifle. Yeah. That's pretty good. Simone, it's been a pleasure having you on here. Oh, well, thank you. I love being on here. I always find something interesting. Put it down. Put it down for two weeks from today. Sounds great. Okay, we'll have you back. R.D., thanks for you. Hey, thanks for having me, Dave. Paul, I know you've been listening. Thanks for listening. But uh, you you get feeling better with that head cold, and then we'll let you back in the studio. And, uh, Brant, thanks so much. Hey, my privilege. It was a... A short notice kind of set up, and I appreciate you making yourself available. Well, if you haven't noticed, I'm a rather short, you know, type uh, <laughs> guest. Well, we appreciate you. We really do. All right, I got to take a break. I'll be back with you at 6 a.m. tomorrow. The Women's Power Panel on Dallas Green, Heather uh, Beach, and Elizabeth Sotolaro, 6 a.m. on Tuesday. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.